The Long Box Crusade presents... Action Film Face-Off. This episode, it's 2015 versus 2013. Two films enter. One film leaves. Two men enter. One man leaves. Two men enter. One man leaves. Two men enter. One man This episode is sponsored by Omaha Bound Entertainment. Omaha Bound is obviously your best choice for hard binding those special comics in your collection. It doesn't have to be comics, by the way. It could be magazines, whatever. If you need a hard bound, they're the folks to do it. They do great hardcover work. They do original designs for the hardcover. They make one-of-a-kind collections. You're not going to miss out on all the awesome hard binding they do at Omaha Bound. Check out omahabound.com today. Treat yourself right, omahabound.com. And with that, welcome to Action Film Face-Off. This is the show where two random years are selected. My brother will bring an action film from one of the random years, while I will bring an action film from the other random year. Then those two films will do battle using a variety of criteria, and a champion will be crowned by the end of the episode. But let me introduce you to one of your hosts, my brother, a U.S. Army combat veteran of Kosovo and Iraq. It's Jason Weasel Skull. Yes, indeed. We are going to score each of today's films on a scale of 1 to 10 in five categories. What are those categories, you ask? Well, I will tell you. The categories are story, overall spectacle, best action scene, the hero, and the villain. Once again, not in that order, but we're not going to fix this ever. (laughs) And then there will be the deduction round, where up to 10 points can be subtracted from the film's total for whatever we determine is the low point of the movie. So let's find out what this episode's first action film is going to be from my brother and co-host, a U.S. Air Force combat veteran of Iraq and a combat self-defense instructor, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. Thank you, Jason. Before our two films under the Video Dome Arena, we are thrilled to kick off this episode with special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks that have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from my online store, which is theyardsaleartist.com. They also get early access to special long box episodes, voting on show content, and so much more. Here are the folks that are getting it done for us here at Action Film Face-Off. Angelica Wolf. Ow! Ow! Bill Bear. Blasted or Stashing. Bob Buster. Braxton Underwood. David Collins, but you know him as Battlewagon. Gene Gene, the podcasting machine, Hendrix. Gerald Green. Greg Van Leuven. I, the Collector. Ivor Evans. Jeremy L. Don't squeeze the Jim Jarman. Why do I still laugh? I don't know. Joe Thomas. It's elementary. It's John Watson. John and Maggie. He's not chicken. He's Jose Pollo. Maxwell Trevor. Miranda W. Paul Hicks. I say again, Paul Hicks. Reggie Hancock. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Ronald Wint. Ross Michaud. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. 
Sean Urbanski, Steve Cronin, Timmy, Tim Price, come on down, Toronto Cop, and one-time donor Bradford Williams. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind we record these episodes well in advance of release, so if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon, but still no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll get it straightened out. You might be asking yourself, how do I get on that list and become a Crusaders Club member? Still trying to figure it out. How do I become a Crusaders Club member? I wouldn't waste your time with it, Jason. It's simple. (laughs) Just head over to patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get access to the amazing world of Crusaders Club. Come check it out. We giving away that DVD? We are going to be doing a DVD giveaway in this episode. One of the films we're talking about today, we actually have a copy of on DVD to give away. Stay tuned to the end of the show, and we'll tell you what hashtag to use for it. And you might just be the proud owner of either. Well, I'll tell you what the movies are going to be in a second. Enough talk. Now let's get back to the combat and learn a bit about the film gladiators about to battle for your pleasure. All right. I promised you I'd tell you what these films were. This episode, I was assigned the year of 2015, and I have selected Survivor, starring Milia Jovovich and Pierce Brosnan. What year did the randomizer select for you, Jason? Well, I went two years backwards and got 2013, and I put into our Videodome Arena 47 Ronin, starring Keanu Reeves, Hiroyuki Sanada, and Shibasaki. And uh, I, once again... Should not have taken a movie with a bunch of names I can't pronounce, but I did. <laughs> it so. happened to Jason Beck when we covered the raid. <laughs> Don't regret it at all, though. That was a good movie. Good movie. And spoiler alert, so was 47 Ronin. It was, yeah. All right. So we've got a fine matchup, folks. And it's important to point out that this isn't Jared versus Jason. We each had to select from our assigned year. And oh, by the way, we did a bit of a theme this time. We both picked movies we'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. Yep, so yep. let me go ahead and play you our canned sound clip. Because Jason and I have both never seen Survivor or 47 Ronin. So, uh, yeah, we did this on purpose. We decided this episode was going to be the first time episode. So anyways, I might like Jason's film better than mine, or he might like mine better than his. This is all about discussing some beloved action films and coming to a consensus on which one is this episode's champion. So we're going to spoil the heck out of these things. So if you haven't seen these and you want to see them before we hit those spoilers, we're going to give you a chance to do that. We will come back and start spoiling these things on the other side of this musical break. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those films. So let me jump in with some quick info on 2015's Survivor. According to first responders, it was a bomb. 
How many? Four of yours and five passes by. Has anyone claimed responsibility? We found this. Do you think she's dead? We can't find her. The bomb has traces of chromium. We haven't seen that since Paris. The watchmaker. Abbott's still alive. I understand. I have no choice. The president is demanding answers. I think you tried to kill him. What? No, I didn't do any of this. She's an extraordinary asset. And why is she still running? I need to get into the embassy. The place is crawling with Marines. There's no other way. Five files were deleted. It was Abbott's ID. If you get her in your sight, do not hesitate. This code name's the Watchmaker. He's one of the most wanted assassins in the world. assume the worst of our best people and we don't sell them out at the first sign of trouble. They have to stop them. Here's your cast and crew. It starred Milja Jovovich, Pierce Brosnan. It was directed by James McTeague. Here's your synopsis. A foreign services officer stationed in London may just be a little too good at her job as she unravels a terrorist plot to strike at the heart of New York City. Now she's on the run, being framed by her own people and being hunted by one of the world's greatest assassins, the Watchmaker. But the hunter just might become the hunted as she begins to put all the puzzle pieces together. Here's your trivia. British independent watchmaker Peter Speak Marin was asked to be a consultant for the scenes where Pierce Brosnan is at the workbench. Upon meeting, Brosnan was so impressed by Peter that he purchased one of his watches and subsequently, Speak Marin asked Brosnan to become the brand ambassador, to which he agreed. So because of this movie, Pierce Brosnan became the actual spokesperson for this high-end watch company, and he could be seen wearing them on several occasions. So, hey, good friends, good watches, it all worked out. (laughs) All comes together in time. (laughs) Next bit of trivia. This film spent five weeks on location in England and then the rest of its time in Bulgaria, which I'll get to in my next trivia fact. But they had one night and the crew worked tirelessly through the night at London's iconic St. Pancras station to film the scenes in which Kate meets her friend to pick up the clothes and the money and narrowly avoid Nash and so on. So you've, you've seen the movie, you know, the station scene. They got all that done in one night because that's all the time they had at the station and it came together pretty well. And finally, I alluded to the fact that they spent five weeks in England and the rest of the time shooting in Bulgaria In Bulgaria. There is a building called the, here we go, Jason, <laughs> the Kribikovsi, which is a gigantic facility that was used to mine metal and iron ore and turn it into steel. It's a steel making building. It once housed up to 7,000 employees. It's just gigantic. They've since turned it into a movie filming location to where you can build sets and studios inside. So basically everything that's not clearly an outside in London set is filmed in Bulgaria in this giant old factory that's been turned into a movie studio. This includes the scenes where she's going through like the tunnels 
and the sewers. That looks like location shots, but that's all built inside this giant facility. So yeah, the Kremikovti, kind of the pine wood of Bulgaria, if you will. I was going to ask if Kremikopsi means uh, pine wood in Bulgaria. <laughs> Kremikopsi, I can't say it right. Kremikopsi, I'm going to try it one more time. Kremikopsi, I don't know. Anyway, that's it for me. Jason, I'll pass it back to you. Now I will give you the rundown on 2013's 47 Ronin. I'm looking for someone who was sold to you when he was a child. Enslaved you, killed our leader, and banished us from our land. Join us, and we will have our revenge. Whatever happens, whatever you see, there's no coming back. It is time. Your world will burn. We're not afraid of you. You should be. Mountains of corpses will not stand in our way. Their army is infinite. We are 47. Your life belongs to us. Then take it if you can. Cast and crew included Keanu Reeves, Hiroyuki Sanada, Ko Shibasaki, and Tadanobu Asano. It was directed by Carl Wrench. As a half-breed, Kai can never be a samurai, nor can he be free to pursue his love. But when the evil Lord Kira allies himself with a cunning witch and tricks Kai's lord, Kai can only watch his mentor, Lord Asano, commit seppuku. That's ritual suicide. Vowing revenge and to protect the homeland from which they have been banished, Kai joins with 47 other now masterless samurai to face up against Lord Kira and his army. In a tale of honor, mystery, adventure, and sacrifice, Kai and his 47 show the true meaning of the term samurai. So for my trivia, there's a couple nuggets here. First, the movie was filmed twice, once in Japanese and once in English. There is also a lot of studio interference in the making of this movie. The studio wanted an effects-laden blockbuster like Lord of the Rings, while Wrench was trying to go more towards a more personal epic like Gladiator. And finally, although the film did poorly at the box office, it has gained increasing popularity in DVD sales and streaming services. 
And now that we have the basics on today's contestants. Ladies and gentlemen, test your might. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! It's a street fight, it's a street fight. Let's get into the combat. And the combat starts in round one. Catch you f***ers at a bad time. Round one is the story. How engaging and original is your story? Jason, lead us off with discussing the story of Survivor from 2015. Well, let me paint a picture for you, Jared. When you chose Survivor, you said, oh, it's got Pierce Brosnan in it. So I was like, I'm there. That's cool. That's right. That's right. Then I searched for it on my streaming services on my television, and it found it, and it came up with 8% Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. 8%, man. Mm. I think if they filmed Pierce Brosnan laying a deuce, it would get at least 15%. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, what am I getting into here? I have to say, this was a good story. Really good story. Not bad. It way better a, than 8%. Way better than 8%. Yeah, it was a tense thriller. Maybe not so much an actioner mm, yeah. as we envision an action film face-off, but there were a lot of thrills and a lot of chases. Had a great backdrop between London and New York City. At least that's the story locations. There were lots of twists and turns throughout the movie, and there are some layers there that were very interesting The only thing that I can say is I think that the final plot reveal was just a little bit on the nose. Like it was a little contrived at the very end. But overall, it was an engaging and gripping story that I enjoyed. Yeah, I agree with Jason. This is way better than 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. This wouldn't be the first time that I disagreed with it. I mean, I don't think it's stellar. I think it's kind of a fairly cookie cutter post 9-11 thriller, like 24, the TV show. You know what I'm saying? Sort of a a law enforcement type of thriller. But overall, I think it was really good in the story column. I don't expect super high scores for me, but it's going to be a heck of a lot more than 8%, I'll tell you that. But definitely, like you indicated, I think it will suffer a little later on in the best action scene realm because it's more of a a man on the run or or woman on the run, in, in this case, thriller. And that made it very engaging, so that will help in spectacle. But I think the story overall... Not bad at all, but not super standout from all those sort of cop or law enforcement thrillers that you see post 9-11. But that's just my thoughts. And we'll go over to 47 Ronin. We'll get our passport stamped right there in Japan. And what would you think of the story there? I thought the story of 47 Ronin was really interesting. There is romance and tragedy. There was a lot of adventure. It was a nice blend of fantasy and actual history told in terms of almost like a fairy tale setting. The samurai culture was very interesting as well, and it made me want to learn more, which is always a good sign that a story has really piqued your interest. So, yeah, I liked uh, the story of 47 Ronin quite a bit. What did you think? I was really impressed with it. You know, all I really knew about this movie is what, you know, the critics kind of panned. It didn't do great at the box office. But I remember seeing the preview and like, well, it looks cool. You know, (laughs) so uh, I was really pleased to see how engaging and gripping and layered the story was, as you alluded to. I really think this is a Japanese setting version of, you know, really cool movies like 
the sword and the valiant, almost like a Conan movie, but set in Japan because there's they weave in magic and mysticism and armies and castles. It's got like all the pieces of parts of a sword and sandals sorcery film, but then they put it in historical Japanese context, which is something I hadn't really seen a ton of before, and I thought it was quite charming. Very cool. With that, let's score them on a scale of 1 to 10. Now, let's get our barometer set. 5 means it's average. It's fine. It did what it was supposed to do. Didn't stand out. Didn't hurt anything. That's a 5 right down the middle. Also, some people have turned this into a game. It's called Match Game. (laughs) Jason and I, we have 10 chances to match today because each film we're going to score. And we've got five categories. Two times five is 10. You don't have to minus it. Anyway, Jason can and I can match up to 10 you times. Times it. You got to times you got it. Times. You got a small exit. Uh, That's right. <laughs> Jason and I can match up to 10 times today. Let's see how that goes. I've got my scores written down. He's got his. We have not seen them. Let's find out. All right. Let's score the story of Survivor. One to 10. Where'd you go? I think I might score this one a little higher than you, just based off of your comments. And I also, I think my expectations were so low that I might have inflated a little bit. That 8% was really gnawing at you. It was really gnawing at me. I gave it a 7. I thought it was a good story. Okay, you did go just a little higher than me. I gave it a 6. I thought it was just a cut above standard fare for the time. So I gave it a 6. I still liked it. It's not a it's not a sad face 6. It's just a just fine 6. So no match game. Sorry, everybody. Let's see if we can match over on 47. Ronan, what'd you do there? Well, I thought the elements of this story were very good indeed. I ended up with an eight on 47 Ronan. Oh, no match game again. I guess I'm just in the bad mood today because I got it at a seven, which I really liked it. I didn't think it was super memorable. There's a few memorable moments that will probably more lend themselves to spectacle in my eyes, but all right, we're not very far off. We're one point off each in the story round and that's it for the story round. Well, I guess that's my cue to go into round two and the round two is the hero. So how cool is the hero, the protagonist? What are your thoughts on the hero of survivor? So we've got Kate played by Amelia Chavovich, who I adore. She was great in the fifth element she was just carrying the heck out of those Resident Evil movies for the longest time. And I love her in Zoolander, most of all. So she's just great. I love how she can just plug and play her as a good female action lead. And I just always enjoy her. I thought Kate's character was real competent, real smart, made good decisions for the most part. Uh, there was one thing that was kind of funny. I'll even go into it now. You know, she's this expert on basically passports and world travel and keeping bad people out. And if you're looking for somebody, how to find them. And she like makes the lamest Clark Kent attempt at disguising herself when she actually is on the run and traveling that I've ever seen. I'm like, you know better than that. You went with a pair of glasses. She stole a jacket, too. I'm just like, come on, change your hair. Anyway, all that picadillo aside, I think Amelia's a great. No complaints. I didn't think she was super spectacular, but she carried the movie along just as she needed to. And that's my thoughts on her. What about you? Yeah, I largely agree. I thought that Kate was, she was very tough. She was resourceful, but yet, I mean, it was realistic. She wasn't like you were saying, like she was a resident evil, you know, like almost super heroic. You know, you could tell she was in shock after the explosion. She was terrified being chased by 
the watchmaker, Ed, that really helped sell that part. She did an excellent job of being the woman on the run. I also think that Dermot Mulroney is just dreamy, man. He is just dreamy. <laughs> He's cool. And I got to give a little bonus point to that. I like the chain smoking lady in the, <laughs> in <laughs> yeah, the yeah. wheelchairs. <laughs> she was the jam, man. I was worried that she's going to end up like betraying her because I was like, man, if she loses this lady, if this lady ends up being one of those insider bad guys, she is screwed. <laughs> yeah, this lady knows her business, man. She was, <laughs> she was awesome. So Yeah, I, she was cool. I like the heroes of Survivor. All right, let's turn to 47 Ronan. What are your thoughts there? Well, I didn't score all 47 of them. I just kind of <laughs> focused yeah. on Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, you can start losing track after a while. Yeah, Keanu Reeves, you know, he's always welcome here at Action Film Face-Off. He knows what he's doing. He did a good job. I kind of wish they'd let him do more. I kind of wish they'd let him be a little more off the chain John Wick style. While his fight scenes were good and interesting, and, and we'll get to action scenes, I just kind of wish they'd let him do his max capacity. It felt like it was like held back Keanu Reeves in a way. So that does hurt his score as the hero a little bit, but still really engaging to watch that typical fish out of water tale that he did real well, you know, being that the half breed and how he had to fit into their society, which was not really fitting in at all, but doing his best to get along. He did great with it. And I'll pass it to you. Yeah, I agree. I thought that Kai was a compelling and interesting character. And there was a lot of dimensions to him. There's a lot of mystery as far as his past was concerned that you explore throughout the film, which was cool. I thought that was a, mm-hmm. a really interesting way to keep the character interesting. Also liked uh, Oishi, the samurai leader, the guy that kind of brings the mm-hmm. 47 Ronin together. Right. I thought he was really, really cool and brought just some intensity and gravitas to the protagonist side of the court. And then I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Mika, the love interest. I thought she was just beautiful. She was charming. She was resourceful. And she was very brave. So I think there was definitely a good core group of heroes there. And I didn't even bring up the fat samurai that was just a good <laughs> pincushion for air. Everybody run behind Fat Sam. <laughs> Sam taking arrows. He was very likable, though. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, he was soaking up arrows, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I guess all we have left to do is score it. So Survivor, what are you giving the heroes in Survivor? Once again, I'm thinking they're a cut above average, definitely higher than an 8%. I went with another six. I thought it was a very solid job, but not super memorable. I would say, you know, I will remember that Milia Jovovich was in it, but her performance overall was sort of cookie cutter Milia. And Nothing wrong with it, but solid six. Well, again, I went a little higher than you on this one. Cigarette smoking lady in the wheelchair <laughs> really did it for me. I'm giving it a seven. I thought I it was could, that good. I could see that. If I probably remembered her when I scored this, I might have bumped it up myself. <laughs> and then we've got the heroes of 47 Ronan. What did you score that one? Well, I had to do an aggregate score, divide by 47, got a minus it. And, uh, Carry the one. I got an eight, a nice solid eight for the hero ensemble of 47 Ronin. Oh, you went a little higher than me on 47 Ronin. I felt kind of the same way that you did. I felt like Keanu Reeves as the title character was just a little bit underused. I mm-hmm. I wanted to see a little bit more, but still good performances all around. There's 44 other Ronin that I never really got to know, but they <laughs> seem like nice people. So I came in at a seven. 
All right. No match game, man. Two rounds of no match game. Uh, we're off today. We're off. Well, we'll find our stride. Let's get into round three. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Round three is the villain. How menacing and or entertaining is your villain? I like to say how memorable is your villain is basically how I score this category personally. But Jason, what did you think of the villain in Survivor? Who got a higher score than the hero for me, but I'm kind of a homer. Anyway, over to you. (laughs) Pierce Brosnan. This is if 007 went bad. I mean, he is cool. Mm -hmm. He is intimidating. Mm -hmm. Cold as ice. Mm. Freaky when he sets off that bomb and that expression on his face, like almost get some gratification off of that. I don't know. He kind of stole the show for me. I'm, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. It was good. Very good. Very good. They're very wise to really sell this movie on the back of Pierce Brosnan on the poster and, and whatnot. And that's, again, no slight to Amelia. I think she's wonderful. But Pierce is, I think, what makes this movie, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I, I like it as well. Plus, I mean, just look at him. He's so handsome. That's a Jamie <laughs> man. That's a Jamie man right there. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan and the Moroni guy on the same film. <laughs> that was too much. Uh, dreamy, dreamy Pierce and, and Dermot. All right. 47 Ronan. Thoughts on the villain or villainry of 47 Ronan? I think this is one of the weaker elements for me. The Lord Kira, was, he was interesting, but he's kind of cookie cutter and almost reminded me of a Mulan villain or a Disney animated villain in a way. And then, of course, you had the witch. Also interesting. Good effects with her. Mm, Uh, That's true. That's true. But very good looking. But I didn't really understand her motivations or why she was doing what she was doing. She was almost there to, I don't know. It's like I mentioned at the beginning. It seems like this might be one of those things where the writer and director wanted to go in one direction. The studio is like, well, we got to have some fantastical monster character. And she feels kind of jammed in there didn't really get her purpose and then there's just there's a lot of potential villains that just never really matured like the giant samurai guy yeah i wanted to see keanu reeves fight him yep in that final act again yep and that didn't happen and i was disappointed and then they had the dutch guy with the skull face and the pistol Mm -hmm. and he's like all on the poster and he's in there for seconds seconds yeah like what's up with this so I think there was a lot of potential there that just wasn't fully realized. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. I 100% agree. When I think back on this movie, you know, for me, it's like, how memorable is your villain? I am going to barely remember the lead villain. I'm going to remember the beautiful sorceress evil girl more than anything else. And I will also remember, and we will be revisiting the fact that they did not use the giant evil samurai guy to his full potential either. So with that, let's just go ahead and score them. Let's go back to Survivor. It is Pierce Brosnan himself. What do you think? I gave this one an eight. That's a solid eight. He did a fantastic job. Match game for the first time today. I also scored him an eight. I'm wondering if I went a little higher than you on 47 Ronan. What do you got? 47 Ronan, I gave that one a six. I thought there were some interesting characters in there, lots of potential, but I couldn't go higher than a six for that movie. Yeah, I did go a little higher. I went with the seven just because mainly the witch, the sorceress, 
like I said, I will remember her. That is memorable. And I'll remember the giant samurai. Like you said, though, the main bad guy, just very plucked out of every Japanese movie you've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Know, was, I'm a bad lord, and I want to be the lord of everything. <laughs> okay. Got, got it. it. Got it. Check. One of those. <laughs> yeah. I did give it the bump up sorceress lady. I thought she was pretty cool. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So we're going to get into spectacle here. The disease. On the cure. So overall spectacle, how visually engaging is the film? We're talking stunts, effects, cinematography, all that good stuff. And we're going to lead it off with Survivor. What are your thoughts on the spectacle for Survivor, Joe? I think that out of all the categories that we score them in, this is going to come in second place right behind Pierce Brosnan. I thought the spectacle of Survivor was really quite good. From the bomb blast explosion to the very sterile clean watchmaker shop. There was a lot of attention to details put into those environments. The chase through the tunnels, the fight on the roof, the New York City. While none of it was super glamorous, I just thought it was all well filmed. It felt slick and crisp. There was some really great spectacle at the front of it when they show you Iraq or Afghanistan. I can't remember which one. Uh, Afghanistan, Kandahar. Thank you. Afghanistan combat, which, you know, that's another thing. Good, I suppose, for spectacle. You start off this movie and it's a war movie and you're like, okay, what? And and then for a while, you're like, how does that war opening tie in to the rest of this movie? And then it's all revealed. So uh, I often gauge spectacle on how involved I am in the film. Do I check my phone and stuff? And it kept me involved, probably because of all that crisp chase action. So pretty good score and spectacle for me. I I was into it. What about you? Well, I think you're probably going to be a little bit higher than me on spectacle. I mean, there wasn't a lot of hardcore action, but there was a lot of suspense. And you're right about the sets. The sets were very cool. And I did enjoy the watchmaker's shop. I thought that was really engaging. There was also, like I mentioned briefly before, the violence and the action was realistic. It wasn't really, you know, cartoony action film. It was realistic violence. And I also liked the canvas that they played on London and New York City. I thought those were both excellent choices. So you had a lot of exciting visuals in the background to keep you engaged as well. So turning the page over to 47 Ronan, what are your thoughts on the spectacle there? Uh, It's really strong, obviously, with their fantasy elements, their vivid colors, their romanticized uh, look at Japan and its most beautiful locations. Just they got a lot out of it. Very strong there. Love the castle at the end, the storm in the castle, the way the story unfolded was engaging. Both these movies did a really good job of keeping me glued to the movie and not wandering off to Twitter. This one was just a really gorgeous film. It was very, very pretty to look at. Yeah, I agree. I thought there was a decent amount of action throughout the film. The cinematography was, like you were saying, absolutely gorgeous. The costume, the period pieces Mm. looked great. Really made the characters pop. The sets were fantastic. Made you feel like you were in some sort of fantastic Japanese environment. And the effects were pretty decent as well. So it all kind of came together nicely. Probably the best way I can put it. Cool. All right, so let's get to the scores. Give me your score for Spectacle for Survivor. Yeah, I do think I probably went a little higher than you with a seven. Most of that score for Spectacle is just because it was so engaging, because it was a snap, 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 fast-paced, on-the-run film. But I'm going to predict you gave it a six. 
You predict correctly. I did give it a six. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, it was a bit above average. It kept me engaged. I could have used a little more action in the movie, though. Yeah, that's super fair, as we will see in the next round. <laughs> what did you think about 47 Ronin? Very much a spectacle film. Again, I think it could have scored a lot higher spectacle if they let Keanu Reeves off the chain to do Keanu Reevesy things, but I still gave it a very solid eight. I came in at a seven. I was really kind of disappointed in some of the, like, not having him fight that samurai that they mm. foreshadowed at the beginning. Mm. Really? Oh, that really disappointed mm. me. Although the action was decent, I think there are other, like, 13 Assassins is another great Japanese flick that just had much better spectacle throughout. And again, it kind of felt like the studio wasn't quite sure what this thing wanted to be. So we were kind of going back and forth between a samurai drama epic and a Japanese version of Lord of the Rings. And it was a little, little disjointed for me, but I still landed on a seven. Four rounds in and but one match game. Yeah. People this didn't was, see this coming, did you? Boy, this is, yeah, we are not aligned on this one. We're close, though. We're but close. we're always close. We're only off by one every time. <laughs> so let me take us into round five. Hadouken! Round five is best action scene, and this is action film face-off, so you need to bring a good action scene if you're going to score well here. And, well, let's talk about Survivor. It had a lot of good chase, and it had a lot of good tension, but, Jason, what you got on that action scene? How are you going to break it down? Basically, I have four action scenes here. I'm going to start off with the explosion and the subsequent chase at the restaurant, or mm -hmm. I call it, this restaurant's the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> Second is uh, when she's going through the underground, the mm. chase through there. I call that the totally tubular underground chase. Well done. You're two for two tonight. <laughs> Third is the apartment fight when he blows up the door to the apartment and then chases her down the stairwell and he does that slide thing down the. Ooh, that, was, that, that, was <laughs> pretty, that was pretty good, man. Yeah. I call that one apartment fight or that stairwell lighting system is coming out of your security deposit. <laughs> And then finally is the final battle, Kate versus the watchmaker up there on top of the building. And I called that one, if you're going to drop a ball, you might as well drop a d <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, of those, which one did you pick? I picked number four, Kate versus watchmaker. I thought that was a good, intense fight. Very visceral exciting up to the very end i wasn't sure if he's gonna get that well you know we didn't think he's gonna get that shot off she's gonna save the day but it was still close and my heart was pounding so i went with kate versus watchmaker yeah i came real close to doing the apartment stairwell fight just because of that one moment very james bondian moment sliding down cool. that lighting but ultimately i think my favorite one was the same as yours the roof fight at the end all right. We'll double back and score those in a minute. Let's head over to 47 Ronin. And how did you break those down, sir? I've got five here that I broke down. I probably should have had six because I forgot about the... Well, they didn't really fight in that little mystical forest when he went in there. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. There was It was all about not fighting when you mm -hmm. thought you had to fight. It was a cool Making scene. you want to fight, but yeah. not fighting. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't count that one, but it was still a cool scene. But anyway, I picked five. And the first one is when they're chasing that creature at the very beginning. I called that one Fantastic Beasts and Where to Slay Them. <laughs> nice. Then the next one is when Kai sneaks into the samurai armor to fight the big giant samurai in the tournament. Mm-hmm. 
I called that one. I kinda got my ass kicked. <laughs> okay. The third one is when they're in that desolate city, they have to fight those guards that are there and they like grab their own swords and Kai just kind of decimates them. Mm, that was good. Yeah, I didn't really, I couldn't come up with a good uh, nickname. So I just called that one Desolate City Fight. Okay. Four is the ambush where uh, Fat Sam dies. Mm. So I call that the death of Fat Sam. And then, of course, the big one at the very end, the final battle. Yeah. Have fun storming the castle. That's a good one. Let's (laughs) let's use that. Have fun storming the castle. (laughs) There you go. All right. Uh, Which one did you pick? I had to go with the final battle. Then. Yeah, uh, there's no the doubt. Camp. Have fun storming the castle. I picked it too. That was great. That was really, really good. And I really liked the fight between uh, Oishi and Lord Kira. That was my favorite part of that whole thing. Yeah, I'll tell you what my least favorite part of that whole thing was when Giant Samurai was about to mix it up and he just got blowed up. I know, right? Jeez. Come, come, on. come on, man. Come All on, that buildup, man. You set it up and then you yeah. still mad about it. Anyway, no let's man. let's go back to Survivor. And we both picked the final confrontation. It's not very long. It's maybe a 30 second thing. But like you said, high stakes and high intensity. So that's why I picked it. What'd you score it? I scored it a six. I thought it was a little bit above average, but I couldn't really go above six on that one. Again, no match game. And I'm going to be the bummer. I thought it just did its job. And I gave it a five. I just okay, cool. seen so many similar so many times. Again, a five is middle of the road, did its job. So don't get mad at me, people out there, but eh, just did its job. I probably would have given a five to every scene you mentioned. I thought they were all just fine. Just yeah, fine. yeah. 47 Ronin. We both like to have fun storming the castle. That was a pretty good final run there. What'd you give it? I gave that one a seven. I thought that was uh, well above average. I was pretty enamored with it. I liked the whole way they were sneaking in slowly killing guards without anybody noticing i liked a little more than you i gave it an eight i could easily go back and rewatch that scene by itself just for fun so we've done five rounds with 10 opportunities to match game and only matched once but every mismatch has been off by one point yep, yep. <laughs> today so yes that's the end of round five there's only one thing left to do and jason does it is that your best well, that's the deduction round. It's the reduction for the ridiculous. Are we going to take any points off of Survivor, Jared? I did not feel compelled to take anything off. I didn't see anything egregious. Nothing bothered me. I would be remiss if we got this far in the show and didn't mention that Robert Forrester was in the movie. And it's always nice to see Robert Forrester in movies. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace. He'll always be Captain Holland to me. And I just love them. But it has nothing to do with this round. I have no deductions. I'm the same with you. If I could have picked this movie apart, I would have. But I thought that they really had a good, strong story throughout. The military aspect seemed pretty good. The situations all seemed plausible. So nothing that really stood out to me worthy of deductions. What about 47 Ronin? Any thoughts there? I did do a minus one. We've mentioned it a couple of times already. Just the absolute waste of the giant samurai. I needed a Keanu Reeves gets to cut loose and do Keanu Reeves things against the giant samurai. And I didn't get it. And it was foreshadowed and it needed to happen. And giant samurai got like blowed up. It was just so disappointing. I had to give it a minus one. Well, I kind of took it out of the spectacle part of it. So I didn't minus it, but I agree with you 110%. To me, that's one of the most disappointing things in the movie. Overall, though, I really like that movie. 
I do too. Way more than I thought. I like both of these movies more than I thought. I think we rolled the dice. We rolled the dice on these two movies. I was pretty happy with both of them. Well, that's the end of our official rounds. Now, don't you worry if you haven't been keeping up with the math at home, folks. We do that for you here at Action Film Face-Off. And looking at the judges' scorecards, the winner of this episode of Action Film Face-Off, with a score of 72 to 66, pretty close, was 47 Ronan. Well, congratulations to 47 Ronin. Too bad 46 of you are dead. Now let's head over to the randomizer and find out what the years are going to be for the next episode. My brother Jared will be pulling a film from... Choose Your Destiny. Nineteen eighty, and I will bring a film from Choose Your Destiny. Nineteen eighty nine. What will those films be? Well, we'll tease them on social media for those of you who want to watch before listening. And we're talking to you, Dave. Or you can tune in next episode to just come in cold turkey and find out. And it looks like there's a little bit of business here, Jared. I think we have a movie to give away. That's right. We did promise if you hung in with us throughout this episode, you could possibly win a DVD copy of 47 Ronin. We will mail it directly to your house, free of charge. Please just comment on today's episode on Twitter at AFFO Podcast and use the hashtag 47 Ronin Winner. So 47 Ronin Winner. In case you don't know how to spell Ronin, it's R-O-N-I-N. Four, seven, Ronin winner. Use that hashtag when you comment at A-F-F-O podcast, and we'll enter you into the raffle to win this. We will pick a winner. We'll mail it to your front door with our thanks. And hey, you know what? Thanks for listening. Righto. Well, until then, I'm Jason Weasel Skull Albrick, and you can find me on social media at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find me, Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist, a.k.a. Death Probe, at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or even on YouTube. If you search Yard Sale Artist, you'll find my channel where I'm either drawing stuff or talking about yard sale stuff. And be sure to check out all the shows under the Longbox Crusade umbrella by subscribing to Longbox Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, or pretty much all your finer podcatchers. Or you can go directly to www.longboxcrusade.com. If you'd like to send us a question or a comment, you can do that by hitting us up on social media at Longbox Crusade on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And as I mentioned earlier, we have our own Twitter page, which is at AFFO Podcast. Come in and join the discussion. Did you like Survivor better? Did you like 47 Ronin? We want to know about it. And if you want to interact with us with live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us on our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on youtube they are on the second sunday of every month unless there's a holiday we'll bump it back a week but we always start at 3 30 p.m central time please head over to longbox crusade on youtube give us a subscribe and click the bell so you get notifications for when we go live and we'll be happy to discuss action film topics with you in the chat that is the main focus of the show people we just want to chat with our listeners and have a direct connect with you and we're also gonna do some fun stuff while we're there Anyway, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you listening. And until the next episode, keep your head down.
and your knuckles up. The intro and outro theme to this show and all of our action film face-off shows are done by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it. We got it.